That's the question I'm asking on today's show. Have you written your will? Uh, every time when that conversation uh, comes up, people are often not very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not uh, very... Um, forthcoming with that particular information, right? Uh, some people will probably even tell you, ah, back to sender. Or they'll say, ah, God forbid, right? Some people say, ah, why are you wishing me death? Eh, why are you wishing me death? But uh, our big hard fact today is that 100% of people will die. So I'm not wishing death on you. All of us are going to die. It's unavoidable. The question is, what happens next? What happens to the people you love and the people you have left behind? Will the people who you want to inherit your property get it? Or will they be muscled out by others? Only you have the power to decide what happens. But it only happens if you write a will. But I know that you have lots of questions about wills. It's not a topic that uh, we talk about a lot in Nigerian society until it's too late, right? And so that means that most of us don't even know what we need to know about writing a will to protect our loved ones and about ex executing a will, right? We, we typically don't know. And that's why today... We're going to get to the bottom of all of it. We're going to know all we need to know about whales. Now you're wondering, ah, Sandra, of all the topics, why this one? Hmm, good question. For the past few weeks, I've been talking about what widows go through when their husbands die. And you have heard numerous stories from different people sharing their own experience or the experience of their friends. Now, last week, Wednesday, I got a particular call and the woman on that call said something towards the end of that phone call. And I said to myself, you need to talk about why it's important for people to write a will. Let me play that phone call for you. It was from Meg. We have our first female caller on the show. Hello. Hello. How are you? Okay, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Meg. How are you doing? Hi, Meg. Oh, good to finally see your face. I'm doing well. <laughs> you see my face? Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to share an experience I had in the early 90s when I was seven in Port Harcourt. Okay. I had this friend who was married to a man from Ekoma. He was a custom officer. Unfortunately, one night he slept and he didn't wake up. And he died. And within three days or two days of his death, his family members had come to Port Harcourt. They had what she did when the man died, apparently she knew what she was up against. Hmm. So she moved his cars out of the house. Okay. She moved every valuable thing she had out of the house. Cars, her sewing machine, because she had a vibrant sewing institute. Hmm. She moved, As a young girl, I was much younger than her. Hmm. I was saying she moved some of those things to my house. Hmm. And I said, why are you doing this? She said, me, I want to understand. Two days after... This man's people came from wherever they were and congregated in her house mm. and were asking her for the, doc the documents of the papers. She said she didn't know where they were. She didn't know. Sandra, can you believe that? They prepared for this. They did everything, prepared for his burial. The only luck my, my friend had was that custom officers went in a bus from Port Harcourt mm. to Ekboma. I also went for the burial. Mm. We were chased out of Ekboma with Matches. Uh, uh, I am not telling you, I'm not telling you a fabricated story, Sandra. They brought out my friend at the funeral, hmm. brought out this man's corpse, washed his body, and get, my friend refused to, to drink it. And she said she wasn't going to drink it, that she's going to swear. That if they're accusing her of killing her husband, that she's been married to for so many years, yeah. they told her to swear. Mm -hmm. and she, yes, they washed his body. They washed his dead body. I mm. wanted her to drink the water and swear with it that she had a hand in his death. And she said she'd have a drink, but she was going to swear. Mm. And she said, if she has a hand in his death, mm. let her die within three months. Mm. But if she doesn't have, and there's anybody here who has a hand, mm. let the person die. Within three months of this pronouncement, mm. the man's father died. His eldest brother died. Mm. What am I trying to say? This thing is all... I said, we were just out of Ekoma with matches. I was 21 or 22 then. Whoa. We were just out of Ekoma. I'm not telling you, geez, so she had all girls... But she was a smart, evil woman. She moved everything from that house. 
So they came and they didn't see anything. She became, she became, when they came and they were asking her for things, she beat some of them. She was, she did like she was going insane. Good. She was ready for them. Good. She was ready for them. And from that, I learned. I am married now, been married for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I told my husband to go and write a will. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't write a will, what charity did to her, her husband's people is what I will do. <laughs> That's what I will do. Okay. That is what I will do. You don't even get to that. So it is real. It is so real and the men know it. I don't know why they don't want to protect us. How do you begin to swear when a woman dies? Does a man swear? Everything is so against a woman in Nigeria, I don't understand. It's so unfair. There must be an end to it. I want to join an advocacy group. Sandra, if you know any, please, I want to, I want to volunteer to be a voice for widows in Nigeria. And that was Meg last week uh, telling me about her friend, telling us uh, how her friend, uh, you know, did extraordinary things, if you like, to protect uh, the estate that her and her husband worked together to build after her husband died. Now, here to talk about Wales is a lawyer with one of Nigeria's biggest firms. Her name is Nike Arabonlo. Nike, thank you so much for coming back to Hard Facts. Thank you, Sandra. Can you speak up? We're struggling to hear you. Thank you, Sandra. I'm uh -huh. happy to be here. This is perfect. Okay. Now, Lagos, as we're talking, uh, I want to hear from you as well. Do you have a will? If you don't have a will, why don't you have a will? Have you ever been part of the execution of somebody's will? How did it go? Why do you think more Nigerians don't have wills? even though it would solve most of the inheritance classes that we have. Now, let's start with the very basics, Nike. Let me ask you something that seems very obvious, but isn't. What is a will? A will is a testament, basically. In ordinary parlance, it's speaking from the dead. It's, 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 it's a document that is written by somebody when the person is alive that, that elucidates how the person wants the person's property and assets to be devolved when the person is dead. What it just means is that it just says how you want your assets to be shared amongst your beneficiaries when you are dead. That's just the long and short of it. Who, who, can, who, who can have a will? Who should have a will? Everybody above 18, everybody that has anything, anybody that has a pencil that is above 18, most married people, people that have families, people that have dependents, anybody that has a loved one should have a will. You know, some people are listening to me right now and even on social media when I put out uh, a post, they said to me, Sandra, the only person will get money, now they get will. The only rich people, they worry about will. To that, what do you say, Nike? Hmm. You would be surprised what people would fight over when somebody is gone. Like, I have heard about a situation as like, and what, what was being fought over was a stethoscope. Like, somebody's stethoscope, and they went to court for a stethoscope. Wow. So this, yeah, so this doctor had four kids, and three of them were medical doctors, hmm. and they all wanted the stethoscope. Like they went to court, instituted legal proceedings hmm. over a stethoscope. Hmm. So, well, so yes, I agree with most people, you know, like that now who get money, they write will. Hmm. But even if you have 100 naira, 50 bucks, anything that is of value to you, hmm. you should have a will. Okay. Anything of value to you, you should have a will. There are some people who are listening right now and they're saying, back to sender, I'm not going to die, right? Everybody will die. <laughs> so, many, so many Nigerians are afraid of writing a will or they see it as uh, uh, wishing death on themselves. You know, what do you say to people who see it that way? Is there a way to convince them that writing a will is a good thing? We will all die. Like, none of us will get out of this place alive. So we might as well just come to terms with that. But even more important is, is, is what you want for your loved ones when you are no longer here. Mm. Particularly people that have families, 
extended families that they know in their heart of hearts are troublesome. Even people that are not even troublesome. See, once there's money involved, mm. and then the the owner in quotes of the money, like you know, is no longer there. You'll be surprised how people will act. Mm. Like people that you talk to, they're your friends or like they're very, very close to mm. or that you could talk to or that you could run to. Mm. When there's money involved, like you would, you will be shocked. Like it will shock you. You'll be shocked how they will change on you. Mm. And and human nature, see it, just, just by being human, just by being human, you, like, you must understand that banking on the goodness of anybody's heart mm. you know, is a waste of time. Mm. So basically, when you're dying in testate, what you're doing is that you're leaving your beneficiaries, you're, you're leaving your, your, your dependents mm. at the mercy of someone else. Particularly for people that have complicated relationships. Mm. It, 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 it is important. If you've been married before and then you have an ex-wife, you now have a new wife. <laughs> it's important. Like, you don't even need anybody to tell you to have written this down already. Mm. If you... If you... Like, if you have, like, kids spread across the country, you know, your father Abraham, you have <laughs> to have a will mm. to provide for your multitude. Mm. Even if you have just one child and then you know that you have a very, very good brother that will look after the child mm. when you're dead, mm. it is important that you put that down in writing and have an executor mm. that you know that would follow the the you know, the words of your will to the last and to the eyes because sometimes even when you have wheels mm-hmm. you know like it falls into the wrong hands okay. some people have wheels that have never been read uh, how is that possible? Uh, well well you don't tell anybody about your wheel your executor you know or like the person that you might have given it to to you know like in whose custody you have kept it mm. has not heard that you you know that you're dead or my husband died before you mm-hmm. or you not keep your will in a very very secure place or you give your will to the wrong person like there are so many scenarios where even when you do have a will mm. it doesn't even get read so it's just as good as just not having a will. Now, I, w- I want to talk about that, uh, this particular thing, some more. So, for instance, I give my will, to, uh, a lawyer writes my will, right? Mm-hmm. And the lawyer dies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is there no way to have access to my will because she's dead? No, like, um, um, yes, like there are other ways. Like, your will is not only with your lawyer. Okay. For example, now, when you when you write a will, mm. you lodge one of it at the probate registries of the high court in whatever state that you are in Nigeria. Okay. So there's already a copy of the will in the court. Okay. With the court system. Okay. Now, most people file like five or six copies, like you can have like a thousand copies. Okay. Some people give their will beforehand to the executors, like in a sealed envelope, you know, like... For example, some people use institutions as their executors. Like, if you're really, really, really wealthy, mm. you can have paid executors that you give them, you, you know, your will. And once you die, mm. the moment you die, they are alerted, and then, you know, like, things just start to, like, go... Automatically. You know, yes, basically, mm. like, mm. in that process. Mm. But there are some people that write wills, you know, and then... For whatever reason, the will is not read. Mm. Or even when it's read, like, it's not followed to the T. Like, people just choose to just freestyle on the will, basically. Okay. And then, this really um, happens in families where where there's nobody that is willing to, like, you know, like, um, contest it or something like that. Because, like, I know of somebody, their father has a will. Mm-hmm. Has a will. Mm-hmm. The will was given to the eldest daughter's husband. Okay. So when the man died, the will came out. But then, not all the children have have read or have even seen 
that document. So people are like, they don't say about it like it's a rumor. Daddy had the will. The will said this. And then, but they just haven't had the, for lack of a better word, the will to pursue it legally because that is a crime, Abinisho. The fact that somebody has a will and then it's not even being read. It's not, like, it's really like the fault of the executor. And what happens or what should happen in those um, scenarios is that the beneficiaries are meant to come together, apply to the court to have that executor removed. And then bringing a new executor that they know or that they believe or that they trust would follow the... The will to the T. Yes, the will to the T, basically. Hmm. So that happens so sometimes. Now, now the reason we started having this conversation, like I said, is because for the past few weeks on The Glass Ceiling, by the way, if you haven't listened to The Glass Ceiling, you should tune in tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to a widow who's currently dealing with uh, family members who have taken everything away from her. Her husband used to work with the NNPC. He died. And all the money that the husband uh, made for the family that was supposed to go to her and her children were taken away by her family members. So tomorrow at four o'clock, I'll be interviewing her on the glass ceiling. So make sure you're tuning tomorrow at four. Now, and, and it's, it's stories like that. That is the reason we're having this conversation at this moment, uh, Nike. But you're saying that um, I could write a will and it wouldn't make a difference because for some reason, number one, the will may not be read. Uh, number two, the executor might be a shady character. So it kind of seems like I'm even a will out. doesn't solve my problem. I must point out at this juncture that this is an extreme example. It's not as like it's not. It's not normal. It's not normal. Mm. It shouldn't happen, but it does happen. Mm. And then this is like at the other extreme of it. And also, even like. In some states in Nigeria, like I know that in Lagos State, for example, I think some states in the West, if um, your will is subject to customary law. Okay. So, for example, for example, you cannot use your will to bypass customary inheritance. Explain that. Okay, I will use Benin as the prime example because this has been something that has happened a lot. So um so in basically I believe I hope I'm calling it right, I think it's called Idiogbe. It's like a tradition where um you're like like a tool that is meant to be inherited by the first son, the first surviving son of the deceased. Hmm. Now we have seen some instances where some 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 persons have bequeathed that 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 um, tool or that right to a son other than the first son or to someone else that is not their first son. Okay. And when you go to court, you know, like wills are contestable in Nigeria, I must point out the fact that you need a will does not mean that that is what is going to like happen because your will can be contested in court. So I write a will as a loving husband because I want to protect my wife and children. And you're mm-hmm. saying even that doesn't protect uh, the property that I've bequeathed to them? It's, it's a, well, wills are contestable, of course. It can be contested. And in most cases, it is contested. Okay. It is contested in a lot of cases. Like that's why it's like we have like a, you know, like a big bank of legal precedent when it comes to wills because wills are heavily contested in Nigeria. Hmm. Now, you know, so now there are like things that can vitiate a will, like apart from the form, one of the most interesting ones is if, is, is if somebody contests your will on the grounds that you were not of sound mind when you wrote your will. For example, a man has a wife and children mm-hmm. and has a mistress. Mm-hmm. And then he dies and then he gives 
70% of his property to his mistress. Mm-hmm. And let me say, if he has like a child with a mistress, 10% to that child. Mm-hmm. Then he gives, let me say, 10% to his wife mm-hmm. and 10% to his kids from his wife. Mm-hmm. That really can be contested because you can easily say that the man was of unsound mind and due influence. Had he been, he was in a sound mind, he would not have written such a will. Mm. This woman is a witch. Well, um, our Nigerian legal system doesn't recognize witchcraft, but you get my point, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the witch has manipulated him, you know, and stuff like that. These are grounds that can have will contested. Now, even in some places like in Lagos State, I know all your states mm. have such provisions. When you make a will that does not adequately provide for people that you are providing for in your lifetime, now these people are your wife, your husband, your children, in all your states, exactly expanded to your siblings that are dependent on you. If your will doesn't provide for them, like it is, as like they have room to contest it, and then provision will be made out of your estate for these people in case they win in court. I see. So that, yeah. So like, will, as like, as like, you just do the will and then all of a sudden, like, all is well and good. Like, there are still other legal procedures or legal processes that can follow. But but I'm I'm imagining that the person who's listening to the show right now is saying to themselves, oh, more the, the stress of having a will is not worth it if at the end of it the day... It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it because when you have a will and your will is being contested, mm. the people that you have provided for are in a stronger position. Like they're in a... That's like they're... Their hands, their cards are good, basically. Mm. And then, anyhow, that asset is going to be devolved, mm-hmm. they will still be provided for because from the wording of your will, uh-huh. you have made specific and clear provisions for these people. I it's see. only in all those instances where it can be shown, where it can be shown that, you know, that the, the, um, the testator was not of sound mind or whatever reason or, well, for like different reasons that he made this will, you know, not having his complete mental faculties, mm. then it can easily be contested. I see. Now, of course, you've mentioned that uh, these circumstances where a will isn't upheld are extreme cases. Is there a way that I can make sure that my own no, will... I not say... Wait, I'm very sorry. I know that where wills are not upheld are, mm. are extreme cases. I said the circumstances where the will is not read. Mm-hmm. Oh, I extreme. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there a way to make sure that my own will doesn't become one of these extreme cases? Well, first of all, don't write your will by yourself. You know, contact the lawyer. How do I yeah. know? How do I know a lawyer that I can trust? Because, like you said, human beings will be human beings. Yeah, but then the lawyer that is writing your will is not the beneficiary to your estate. Hmm. So like he doesn't have any any ulterior ulterior gain to make in that transaction hmm. because you're paying him for that work. So your estate is your estate, it's for your beneficiaries. His job in that space, his job in that space is to listen to you and draft and couch your 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 wants in a document that will be legally binding when you die. That's his only job. He has no business thinking about how much you're giving this person. That is all up to you. His job there is to be your guide. Guide in mostly in the form that the will takes. So now, if, like, in Nigeria now, it will must be in writing. It can be handwritten, it can be typed, but mm. it must be in writing. Okay. Other wills, other wills, like, there are things like that, but it's mostly in customary settings. And other wills, well, like, the name goes, like, I would not recommend for anybody. Like, when you're on your dying bed, mm. like, it's called dying declaration. Mm-hmm. When you're on your dying bed, and you say, I want my son, Emeka, to take the house. And you go do 
it will not work because the person that is there listening to you mm. as is your witness mm. might just not relay the information or can add salt and pepper and maggi mm. and then change, you know, and then change the tenor of your wishes. Basically. Mm. So in Nigeria, for in, like for the will to for past monster, mm-hmm. it must be enlightened. You must have two witnesses your will that will be present at the time of your signing. The importance of these witnesses cannot be overestimated because when your will is being contested, they will be called in hmm. to testify on your behalf because now you are gone hmm. and they were there when you signed. Hmm. So, so for like issues like them saying that he is of unsound mind, they will be the ones that will testify. It must also be known that a beneficiary cannot be a witness. I see. Yes, anybody that is going to get anything out of that will cannot be a witness to the will, can also not be the executor of that. Like, it's not advisable mm. that a beneficiary should be an executor. Like, it's not advisable, like, you know. So, like, these are just, like, a few things. Then also, there's some things that cannot be passed on legally, like things that you could not give out in your lifetime that is not... Like, basically, you cannot give what, what when you are alive, you will mm. not be able to give. Mm. Okay, like what? Yes. So, for example, now, um, in communities where, um, where, schools, where schools are not inherited, you cannot, like, say, for example, now, I'm the king of so so place, I give my school or my sentences too for mm. my first son for being so courageous and valiant. You mm. can't do that because it's not yours to the priest. All right. Uh, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and continue this conversation. Lagos is also itching to talk to you, Nikkei. My phone lines are going crazy. People have questions to ask you uh, about um, this process. If you just joined the show, hello. We're talking about wills, why you should write one, what writing one entails, what goes into writing one, what writing one means for you and for your family. Nikkei Arongolo is right here. She is a lawyer with one of the biggest firms in the country. I am Sandra this is Hard Facts. Hard, hard Facts will be right back. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesle. I'm right here talking about why it's important for you to write a will. Nikkei Arobonlo is on the phone with me. She's a lawyer. She works with one of the most respected firms uh, in Nigeria, law firms, that is. And Nikkei, a lot of people want to know what it costs to write a will. For instance, Grandma Princess says that uh, she spoke to a lawyer about writing a will for her and the wa- lawyer said to her that it would cost 250000 for him to get uh, a testament done and uh, after this she gave up hope because it was outrageous that uh, she would have to cough out that kind of money just to write a will and she wants to know if it costs anything to make a will and if it does how much does it cost Uh, if you don't have money to pay to make a will and you want to make a will what do you do are there any alternative things to do Nikkei yes you can help assist to train your child to learn with law (laughs) <laughs> then when your child when your child finishes reading the law, the child will now write you free will or you you know, or your child gets free from law school can write you free will <laughs> or something. But actually, like on a serious note though, like um, like there's no there's no there's no price limit, there's no standardized way of charging. Okay. Now just imagine you're writing like a will for somebody that has like assets in the billions, will you charge that person that thing to fifty now? Mm. Of course you will not charge to fifty, like you will charge them more. Okay. And then like you know, it's like buying clothing. Like if you want to as like to like wear a shirt, mm. if you want to wear a shirt, mm. you can go to Balogo Market and buy a shirt. Mm-hmm. Not only can you go to Balogo and buy a shirt, you can also go to Benafric and buy a shirt. Mm-hmm. You can also travel abroad and go to Gucci and buy a shirt. Mm. So that's just the same way lawyers are tailored. They will, like, there's a lawyer that will collect a case from you. To write a will. How do we, how do we, how do we find lawyers like that? Um, I'm not in contact with any of such, but I'm sure that they are available. Hmm. Basically, see, they see it, like, 
for the business of law, anywhere in your hand reach, there is somebody there for you. Mm. There's somebody there to assist you. Okay. Paul from Anthony says, uh, has two questions. Number one, when is the will generally read after the demise of the dead? And number two, is it not possible for the lawyer to take advantage of the will uh, to either dock or compromise it? Because anything can happen in Niger. That's the second question, Nikkei. I have heard a couple of people say that some lawyers um, actually take advantage of the family not being aware and, you know, find a way to keep the things for themselves or forge a new will and say that that's uh, what the, the, the diseased wanted. I don't know if these stories are true or if it's just one of those things people make up and share. Okay, so now the instance of will forgery can happen. The instance of, you know, like, you know, like of a will being forged can happen, but then I don't think it's, it's, it's never the lawyer's fault or like it's never the lawyer's will. Let me just... Well, well, obviously, for it to be done, well, as like the lawyer's will, as like, but then it's never at the behest of the lawyer because I must find out that the lawyer has nothing to gain from this property. If, as like, if, if there's if, money or there's land, no, the lawyer gains, Let me though. explain. Uh-huh. No, he doesn't gain it because it's not even his to gain. That's the thing. Yeah, but if the family isn't even aware that this money exists, we have people who hide their money and their assets. If the family isn't even aware that these things exist... um, You see, that is something else that I was also going to, like, talk about now. For example, now, like, let me say a man has houses everywhere. Mm -hmm. The houses are in his name. Mm -hmm. He puts them down in his will, but his wife does not know that he has this house, mm-hmm. like or like that he even has these bank accounts. Mm-hmm. The only way is that a lawyer, a dubious lawyer, I must say, mm. that does not have any scruples and does not just like does not fear God, mm-hmm. would be able to sell that property that is in that man's name if if is in cahoots with somebody that is a member of the family because the documents do not get his name unless he's not going to go as far as forging the documents and like it goes well 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 something happens but like like I would like to believe that it's rare it's not it's as like it's not an everyday like occurrence where you see that a lawyer just wants to like take over a dead man's asset. So you're saying you're, you're, so, so you're saying that in order to prevent my lawyer from going behind to cheat my beneficiaries, I should also make my beneficiaries aware of the content of my will? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay. Number two, your will is not always in your lawyer's custody. The job of your lawyer is not to execute your will unless you have made your lawyer the executor of your will. Okay. The job of your lawyer is to draft your will, to put your desires in writing, hmm. find it for you. That is his job. The execution of your will would be the responsibility of the executor. Who is the executor? An executor is somebody that is appointed by the testator to... No, English, no. Mm -mm. No. Uh An executor is somebody that the person that wrote the will Uh has charged with the responsibility of making sure that his his desires are being carried out. I see. Can that be a family member? Can that be a child? Can that be a beneficiary? That cannot be a beneficiary. It's best if it's not a beneficiary because that would mean that that person's position is kind of, you know, like... There's a conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a conflict of interest. Now, I'm going to point out that some beneficiaries are paid beneficiaries. Like, like, um, I'm sorry, some executors are paid executors. For example, now, like, I know that... I I think banks, some banks are executors. Like, I know that... Um, that first bank executes will. Okay. Some banks are executors. When you die, the bank just like the machinery of you know of that institution mm. just goes 
straight up into play. Okay. Now, if you're afraid, if you're afraid or if you're worried that you would write a will and then your lawyer would change the will or mm. something, mm-hmm. that means that that person should not even be your lawyer in the first place. Good I will start with that. Like, you know, that if you have that valid fear about a person that is your legal counsel, then mm. you need to change your legal counsel first mm. of all. Mm. Now, secondly, let me just say that you're a paranoid person. You're suspicious of everybody. You know, you know like, you know, get too good. When your lawyer drafts your will, you must first of all, um, you know, well, understand that you launch a copy at the probate registry of the high court, wherever you are. So a copy of your will is you know, is lost there, first and foremost. You, as like, you will pay for it, they will stamp on it, they will sign, they will make you feel some forms, you would, um, you know, you know your, your passport to be, uh, you know, um, taken and affixed on the, on the document. All these things are just so that even if, like, when, when all the, the different contradictory wills come out, mm. there is one that is with an institution. What if a, what if a fire burns down the court? What if a fire accident happens? And then all your wills, all the copies of your wills, everywhere, don't your case is special. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take some calls. 99.3, hello. Yeah, I'll be good evening. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing great. My name is Enzo. Welcome, I'm Enzo. I'm from Lekki. Good to have you on the show. I love the lawyer. The truth of the matter is, I'll be, I'm an advocate for parents raising strong, independent, and courageous women. Hmm. You have a strong woman who is also independent and courageous. I can tell you, if the husband died, none of the husband relatives will walk into the house and say nonsense. I feel pain in my when I say, women, you are married to a man. The man keeps you at home. Your job is just to produce kids, cook food for him, and he dies. How will you handle pressures from the society, from your husband's friends and relatives? A lot of women are expressing that nonsense in this part of the world because they are weak. They don't even know where their husband's properties are. It's such a pity. Once you raise an independent woman who is strong, if the husband dies, no relative of that man will walk into that house. The woman will make sure she has access to all the properties that belong to the man. And she will decide who takes what, who gets what, who doesn't get what. But it's a time whereby the husband dies, the relative, the man's husband, brothers, sisters walk into the house and start telling the woman what to take and what not to take. Does it make sense? Does this kind of thing happen in Sena society? Why is it only happening in this part of the world? And the worst part of it, I can tell you, from a lot of educated women don't even know that they have, they, they have the right to write their own will. Most women don't know. Most Nigerian women don't know they should write, they have their own will. Mm. Will is not an exclusive right of men. Mm-hmm. Women must write their own will. But if they have to write their will, why kill me? God forbid, it's not my portion. <laughs> and so thanks for calling us. I'm trying to keep the conversations very short so that uh, we'll have as many contributors as possible. Efe is in Oba. Hello, Efe. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Okay, let me commend your guest. And also to allay the fear of some of our callers having regard to the issue of uh, lawyers taking over the property at the demise of the the, the man who wrote the way. Mm. I must say that it is very, very difficult for a lawyer to take over your property okay. because of the mechanism that has been put in place. One, when you are writing your way, mm. You are there. There's what we call two witnesses, as the lawyer has rightly said. Mm-hmm. Who must be present at the same time? Mm-hmm. The essence of this is that when you are no, no more there, mm-hmm. these people they were aware of what you, you did while you were alive. Secondly, you will choose a, a testator, your best friend, the person you can trust when you are no more. That's usually the executor of the will. That's the man that will be speaking on your behalf when you are no more when you are no more. Hmm. And thirdly, you will go and lodge this thing in the high court. So this theory process, hmm. how can a lawyer now come and circumvent it? It is very, very difficult. So I want people, I want to allay the fear of people who have this misconception that, oh, when you are no more there, the lawyer can just go and take over your property. 
Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you. calling us. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch your name. Suleiman is on the line. Hello, Suleiman. Thank you for calling us. Uh, okay. Let me talk to the next person then. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Hello. Hello. What's your name? Yeah, good evening. This is Olan Raju calling from Lagos State. Welcome. Yeah, um, I want to contribute to the topic of discussion. Yes, go ahead. You're live on the show. Go ahead. Um, um, I really appreciate your guests and I feel aside from the um, written agreement it should be a form of um, recording like a video or audio recording you know that will back up the written agreement in the process okay yeah and um, aside from the um, hello yes I can hear you Oh, no. Sorry about that. Uh, we'll take a final call. Um, 99.3. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Uh, lucky me. My name is Inkem. Your name is not Inkem. Your name is Enzo. Enzo, you're calling us back. Sorry. No, my name is Inkem. I have not called you before. Check my number. All right. Call. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, um, interesting discussion, interesting discussion. Um, I think uh, some other time uh, you would also um, give it a very broad scope, mm -hmm. you know. Um, basically, what I want to say is uh, will or no will, mm -hmm. you know. Everything boils down to the executioner of the will. But let's even take it off that place. I've, um, I've, I always look at uh, experiences, you know realistic issues that have come up in the long run. I, I know of a family right now that's still battling over this will thing. Mm. It hasn't really worked for them, you know, because they do not even accept the will. <laughs> in fact, the lawyer that the executor of the will is even, I mean, is in, is in grave danger as I speak with you now because the family is threatening fire and brimstone. Now, what I want to say to women is this, you see, take it or leave it. We are Africans. We, the, the, the typical African man has this uh, mentality of um, look, my people before my wife. And a lot of guys also call the shots, believe it or not. The advice I give to every woman, including my sister, my wife, and every other person is look, try as much as possible to have a mutually beneficial relationship with your husband. You know, your husband should trust you. Your husband should believe in you. Your husband should know that if I leave these things to your hand, you will be able to manage them. My dear, I have seen a young man that died recently and they started messing up. The, the barely one year, she took up a boyfriend and this guy left everything in her hands. You see, don't cause men to not to trust you women. Secondly, I keep saying something. Do you know that there's even another area that we may have to look at? Do you know that there are many men right now that if they die, every money that they have in their bank account, their wives do not know about them? Do you know that it's not really been long I changed my next of kin in the banks because I got to realize through your program that your next of kin probably is the person that, they will, that the banks will contact if anything happens to you. A lot of things needs to be said but the only thing I want to say is let people come together and have a very good relationship with their wives and their husband can I ask you can I ask you something inevitable can I ask you something can I ask you something before you go okay go ahead now there are a lot of trustworthy women eh who were even the ones contributing more to the home and yet the husband still left everything for their relatives Okay, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. You know, the last caller said something. The, the capacity has to be there. If I have a wife, I sent my wife recently to a business school because I want her to, to take charge. But do you know that there are women that even when you're trying to push them, even when you're trying to let them, bring them up to speed, they are still there. Just they, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just leave me the way I am. You know, the point I'm trying yeah, that's to That's not answering my question, you, you though. You need to show that appetite. You, you need to show that appetite. You, you, you didn't answer my question, though. You're, you're addressing something else entirely. But I'm curious what Nike thinks about uh, what that caller called to say. Nike? Um, I would like to start by defining the word should. 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 Your woman should. 
she should should is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, typically when criticizing someone's actions, used to indicate what is probable. When you say a woman, you know, should be trustworthy, what does that even mean? That a woman should be trustworthy. In the first place, why are you with a woman that you know that you deem untrustworthy? Let me even start from here. Like, why are you in a space where you where you are like imposing responsibility on somebody that you deem incapable of bearing said responsibility? What has providing from these days, you know, got to do with a woman that took a boyfriend after a year? After her husband died, twelve months, she did not try. Young woman, in you know, in your estimation, it's not a, like it's, you know, as like it's, it's things like this that show, you know, that show what kind of of battle the average Nigerian woman is faced with. See. In instances where a man has a will, where he has willed his things to the wife that he did, in his own estimation, as trustworthy. You have members of the man's family coming to say, no, he shouldn't have. That's a word, should. He shouldn't have. You know, she's not up to the tax. She cannot manage the money. But he's dead. And before he died, he made a choice. He made a choice. Like, by the very definition of a will, a will is somebody picking from the grave. Half of the matters that you have in court for people contesting wills are the man's relations. But do not think, after my brother has worked like this, forgetting that even the woman is also a part of the family. It's like women are not giving agency in Nigeria. Agency. Like agency. Like, yeah. if I continue in this part of the discussion, now it's to enter a feminist covert talk right now. All right, let's move away from that. Uh, somebody wants right. to know, when is the will generally read after the demise of the dead? Usually, um, usually, um, some places, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, most times, well, like, most times it's just, you know, like, it depends on, you know, on the executor, basically. Sometimes the will itself can be read the very next day. Like, it all depends on the wishes. Some people ask for their will to be read after they are buried. Like, some people even provide for their burial expenses, mm. what they want their burial to look like in the wills. Mm. So it all depends, you know, on, on the on draft the, on the and on the, yes, and, you know, and of the desires of the testator. Um, somebody, Zamani says, my dad's younger brother wrote his will in two ways, written and virtual. When he died, the written will was protested uh, but when the lawyer brought the virtual will, everybody uh, went back into their shell. I think people okay. should do virtual and written. Is there such a thing as virtual wills? There's nothing like a virtual will like, that is recognized under Nigerian law. There's mm. nothing like that that is recognized under any law in the universe. Now, the will, the will that the man had was the written one. The, the virtual or the recording is just a recording of him probably signing his will or like, you know, of, you know, or like of something that made them to realize that he actually did sign that will and that he was of sound mind. Now, now one of the grounds that wills are usually contested on that is that the person that did draft the, sorry, um, that the testator was not of sound mind when he gave the will. And usually, you know, you know, like, it's usually like the testimony of family members, you know, that counts in those scenarios. Now, most times they usually have to come. Those that are beneficial to the will saying there was a sound mind. Mm. They never had like a moment of madness in his life. Mm. And then those that feel left out and are saying no, it was a sound mind. 
you know, he wouldn't have done this. And then both, you know, and then most times they even have like doctors mm. that both both parties will bring Doctor A saying this man is not well. Doctor B saying this man is well. Which is why one of the requirements of law mm. and it is sacrifice is that you have two witnesses present at the same time. Mm. Not that one goes and one come back. Two of them are dead and they saw you sign the document and they signed after you, they signed and affixed their seal or whatever mm-hmm. after you have signed and affixed yours. Mm. You know, like all the, like the, um, I think in anything actually in this universe, like anything that exists, mm. the witnesses, and having a witness, witnesses mm-hmm. is sacrosanct. Is, 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 is that it's not only you that saw it, or it's not just me that is saying this. Mm-hmm. I have witnesses. There are people that can actually echo what I'm saying. There are people that can actually corroborate what I'm saying. And that is what the, the presence of witnesses does. Like, there's, there's almost no, no legal document that pertains with properties or monies that does not have the need for a witness. Okay. Now, next week, uh, you and I will have this conversation again. Yes, I just locked you into another interview next week. And we'll go into more detail because one hour is not enough to talk about this, right? We've not even talked about guardianship. Uh, We've not even talked about what uh, somebody who wants to write a will right now should be doing. We've not talked about all sorts of things uh, that has come up as a result of this conversation. also, we haven't even talked about those that actually die in testing. It's not as if somebody dies without a will or go to Mm. No, it's not. Oh, that's like a whole different conversation to, to have. Next week, because, we're going to have yeah. it because we're completely out right. of time. Nikki Arambolo, thank you so much for talking to us thank on Hard Facts. Lagos, thanks for being a part of the show today. If you just tuned in, and that means that you missed a lot of the conversation, not to worry. Hard Facts is available as a podcast. So, uh, in at least 30 or 40 minutes, this interview will be uploaded and you can pause and relax and rewind and fast forward and play something again and again and again so that you can understand truly what uh, the lawyer was saying. She's a, a lawyer with one of Nigeria's biggest law firms. I'm Sandra Ezekwesli on all of uh, the social media platforms that exist in Nigeria and I like to talk, so let's talk online, shall we? Coming up is Conversations with Rufai. Those were your hard facts, Lagos. Good night. <laughs>